0: Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. This week, we're cozying up with the hilarious content creator and comedian, Shannon Fiedler. We discuss stand-up comedy, what it's like putting yourself out there, and what your engagement ring says about you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Cozing Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm sitting down with one of my favorite comedian and content creators, Shannon Fiedler. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Your TikToks are literally the funniest <laughs> ever. I'm obsessed with all of the ones. You do the best um, impressions of people from different <laughs> areas. How, what did you think
1: you'd be doing right now when you were a little girl? Like, what did you envision your like career path to be? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Um, It's funny. My mom always says I never met a spotlight I didn't like, (laughs) which could sound terrible. But for me, I was always just like trying to entertain people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find ways to make people laugh, um, particularly laugh. That's obviously what I love to do. And, you know, I'm an only child. so Oh, me too. You are? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And I think it has a pretty bad stereotype. And I just don't think that's fair.
0: Yeah. I mean people think that when you're an only child, you seek attention, which for me, like,
1: is not not true. Right. Same, same. But it was very, it wasn't like I felt this pressure, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there were always people watching everything I did because Mm -hmm. my parents, they didn't have a second string, right? Like I was the only choice. So I just sort of got used to being performative and, Mm -hmm. and, and trying to entertain is really the best word. So I, I always thought I would be something to do with entertainment and it has taken many different forms over the years you know i i was an actress when i was a little kid and then i was a figure skater which is you know athletic but still very performative um i really focused on writing for a long time and then I sort of right before the pandemic I found stand up comedy and it was like lightning in a bottle. I was like, "Oh, this is it. It's writing, it's acting sort of, it's mm-hmm. getting to be myself." Um and I fell in love with it. And then, you know, the world shut down. Stand up clubs were no longer viable places to be, and I took to TikTok and, you know, on a whim. Like I never thought, I never thought this would become what it's become for me and I'm I'm so grateful for it, but yeah. So what was like your first
0: post to go viral or like made you have traction on TikTok?
1: Yeah, the first one, it sort of happened twice. So the first one I did that at the time went incredibly viral for me. And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's like a moderately well-performing post. (laughs) Um, I did a Carrie Bradshaw in the pandemic. And this was before and just like that. uh, And I just sort of imagined some silly things she would say. I had seen people doing a lot of Carrie Bradshaw content about different things. I love sex in the city. So I just, I had written them and put them on my Instagram. And then I thought, well, what if I just like said them into Mm -hmm. a camera? No idea what I'm doing. Like if you were to go watch this video now, it's like low resolution, (laughs) like it's shaking. The sound is off, but people loved it. Mm -hmm. And I think what I sort of learned from that is that you need to do something that is specific and universal at the same time and there was such a specificity in sex in the city and people love it so they wanted to share it with other people who love it and so then i was you know i totally caught the bug i was like i have to keep making tiktoks and then the next one i had that went like truly viral that i would say is the one that catapulted the career was connecticut girl on a date Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just so funny i I do them so differently now than i than i did that first one but It was pulling from my stand-up, you know, Mm -hmm. it was pulling from jokes that I had already written about growing up in Connecticut and what that means, uh, from my own experience dating in the city, and just like looking at the people that I went to boarding school with or people that, you know, grew up near being in Connecticut and taking the most ridiculous qualities and, and blowing them up 900 times the size of what they really are.
0: So for someone who grew up in Connecticut that went to boarding school in Connecticut, what are some of these like stereotypes that you were pulling from? Yeah, I mean
1: Connecticut for <laughs> sure. The stereotype for those is, who don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Connecticut is a, a four-letter word. I say sometimes, but it's uh, you know people are very wealthy. They're very educated. They're very snobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily you know grow up in in Greenwich mm-hmm. of Connecticut, but I did rub elbows with a lot of people who came from that world. Mm-hmm um, and going to boarding school, you, you get a little,
0: yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. (laughs) And I
1: think if you think about a boarding school person, that's a Connecticut person.
0: (laughs) So you were pulling from your personal experience with that, but I know you do a ton of other characters from like all different like cities and regions where, how do you get
1: the information or inspiration to be so accurate with them? So I really try to only create characters that I feel I have a right to create. Mm -hmm. So Growing up in Connecticut, living in New York, I went to college in Vermont, um, and because of that, knew 100 million people from Boston. So those characters were very easy for me. Mm -hmm. I was just pulling from my own experiences of, I know people who lived here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my boyfriend is from Minnesota and lived in Chicago for a while, and one of my best friends lived in Chicago. So those two places, Minnesota and Chicago, became cities that I felt I could get enough reliable information and ask the right questions but people ask me all the time they're like can you do philly can you do south carolina and the answer is no not because i don't want to i, I think i would love getting to take on that character but it would just be me doing a google search yeah and it would feel very inauthentic um yeah. and i think you can smell a rat
0: yeah totally so you mentioned that when you were younger you were an actress mm-hmm. um tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of use maybe what you learned when you were little in your stand-up now.
1: Yeah, totally. I I was a child actress, such a silly thing. (laughs) Um, I feel like this might be a common theme.
0: I was an only child and a child model. I was not talented enough to be an
1: actress. Well, I
0: highly doubt that's true. Well, no, (laughs) my my mom sent me to acting classes and I just wasn't talented and I crushed her whole dreams of being a stage mom. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I think it probably works because my parents had... The ability to mm-hmm. take me to New York to go on auditions, mm-hmm. right? We we lived close enough. Um, there were no other kids that had to be driven to lacrosse practice. That's the most Connecticut thing <laughs> I could have said, but you know, it was mm-hmm. it was something that I actually came to my parents at a very young age and was like, I can do that, like mimicking kids on commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents were like, Sure, if you want to do it, let's try it. So I I owe it all to them being being cool with it and, and helping me get through it. Um, obviously you can't drive to yourself to New York City when you're six years old. So yeah, it was, it honestly was just for me again about that entertaining and I loved it. And I, I stepped away from it when I became very competitive in figure skating because mm-hmm. it was just, I had to make a choice. And at the time that's what I chose. But then I went to college and, and majored in theater with a focus in acting. So it's always been part of what I do. And I think the reason it's been so helpful in stand-up and stand up in TikTok is because I've chosen to do things that are more character driven, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just telling jokes, it's embodying jokes. And that all comes from an acting background and training of getting in character, whatever that might mean.
0: So what advice would you give to someone who wants to start creating content or like putting themselves out there, but you know, it can be like a little bit scary yeah. to put your your stuff out there, right? For
1: everyone to see and judge. It's <sighs> so scary. And I, if I'm being honest, that's why TikTok was so great for me because, and I, I can't encourage people to get on TikTok enough. Posting to Instagram now is is part of what I do. But at the beginning, when I was first putting out content, would have been impossible for me. It was just too scary because it was all people who knew me who could be like, what does she think she's doing? Like, since when does she think she's this character comedian? (laughs) But posting to TikTok was just like, all right, let's see what the world thinks. Not necessarily what this kid that I went to middle school with thought or what my great aunt thought. It was really just a sample size of the population. And so I think there's a lot less pressure about that. It's like, people will always say to me, you know, again, I'm at this point now where I love being on stage for anyone, but at the beginning, people would be like, do you want us all to come to your stand-up show because it'll be easier for you if we're in the crowd? I'm like, that's so much harder because I want to impress you. I care, I care about you and I have to see you again if it, if it fails. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an anonymity to posting on TikTok that if something doesn't work, no one's going to be like, oh, it, she tried and she failed, mm-hmm. which Obviously, you shouldn't care about that, but we're all human beings and we care about that. Um, And then the most important thing I would say is is don't try to post what you think people want to see. Post what you want to make. And that was what was so exciting for me about all of this world of content creation that for me, I just put out what I think is funny and other people respond. And so I'm finding the audience that inherently is going to like what I'm doing instead of saying, okay, people seem to like X, Y, Z, let me see if I could do that. So you just attract people who like what you're good at creating so it becomes easy to keep up with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you like constantly create new content or have new ideas for things? Because I know like sometimes you can run out of ideas and it's hard to keep being relevant and keep having posts go viral?
1: Oh my God, so hard. Um, (laughs) I have a running list of ideas on my notes app on my phone and then like 900 notebooks around my apartment that anytime something strikes me as funny, I just write it down. Even if I don't know where it would go, something like, oh, you know, I just posted something today about NFTs, but my boyfriend was talking to me about NFTs. And I was like, this this is gibberish to me. No, it makes no sense to me either. I I can't even try to understand it. Um, but I just wrote, I was like, NFTs, question mark. And then when I felt like I wanted to film something or that I could sit down and think about it more, I went to these notebooks and I was like, okay, which idea is speaking to me now? So the biggest thing is just anytime something strikes you, put it on paper because you're going to forget it immediately mm-hmm. if you don't. And then like, watch watching people for me is the biggest thing. People fascinate me. I could watch people for hours. The the way that they use their hands or the way their voice sounds, it's just very interesting to me. Um, I eavesdrop on everyone. Like I am (laughs) listening to strangers on the subway or in restaurants all the time. And then because of that, I'm saying, okay, these are like common threads that I'm seeing of types of people. and, And that just gives me inspiration for characters.
0: So you said that you like TikTok because of the an- anonymity, mm-hmm. but do you ever get any like hateful comments or like trolls and like, how do you deal with
1: that? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunately par for the course of existing in the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I try, so it's a double-edged sword, right? Cause part of me wants to be like, don't read the comments, but then I don't know what the people who are liking it are liking about it. So I find the comments to be a great place to learn what resonates and what, what I should continue to be, ma- what people are liking and, and also just to communicate and connect with some of these followers. But you know, when you read them all, which, you know, you can't read them all, but when you do, you, there are people who are just mean. And I've been very fortunate people are often nice, but of course people aren't always, and I try my best not to let it get to me. Sometimes I do. Uh, If it bothers me, I just like say it to someone else and then I'm like, all right, now it's out in the world. I I don't have to say it again or think about it. Um, And then just try to remember that like, you know, if in a sea of, if I get, you know, 200 comments on a video and 198 of them are positive and two of them are mean, you know, I have to just say, okay, these two people are the outliers or they're just, they're just trolls. Yeah totally hey everyone
0: olivia here hope you're enjoying our episode our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in new york city don't forget to check it out and use the code cozy c-o-z-y for free shipping on any purchase Okay, so we're gonna play a little game that combines what you do and what we do. So I'm gonna show you three different diamond engagement rings and you tell me kind of like the person from where they are, (laughs) like who would wear this. Sure. So the first one we're gonna look at is just under five carat oval diamond. (laughs) Um, It has like a blingy like diamond pave band and set in platinum.
1: Okay. Oh my god, so pretty! <laughs> All right, this girl, she's classic. You know, she's she's understated, but obviously she's not because this is five carats yeah. basically. But she thinks she's understated. Mm-hmm. That's why it's just a little pave. It's just it's subtle bling. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely from Connecticut. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. She's a two oh three area code for sure. <laughs> Um she's going to have a very simple wedding with 17 bridesmaids. <laughs> they will all wear white and her flower arrangements will probably cost more than most people's weddings. Perfect. <laughs> The next one is also
0: just around five carats, but this is an emerald cut with tapered baguette set in platinum.
1: All right. Also beautiful. All right. She's a little bit cooler. She's a bit of a socialite, right? She like runs in different circles. She might come from money, but she doesn't, you know, she's she's starting her own business. And I think that's really important. You know, she (laughs) she's like she goes to all the cool club openings. She's you know, she's gonna have a very chill wedding, but like a really cool after party for her wedding.
0: Very cool. And then last but not least, this is an eight carat fancy yellow radiant cut with trapezoid side stones. Wow. It's a little unusual. I <laughs>
1: love, first of all, this, these are just stunning. Like <laughs> if you can't see these up close, they're absolutely beautiful. All right, this girl, She's not like other girls, right? Because she's getting yellow. Mm -hmm. So like... She just, a traditional diamond just wasn't going to do it for her. She needed something unique like her. And she'll have you believe that her fiancé picked out the whole thing himself and just knew her so well, but she literally sent him every specification and actually is the one who picked out the entire ring. Perfect.
0: <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. That's yeah. so much
1: fun. I mean, fun for me, too. Which one would, are amazing. Which
0: would be I yours? mean, the
1: Connecticut girl. I yeah, have yeah. to, right? Like yeah. It's just, that, that would be mine Perfect. for sure.
0: Awesome! Thanks. Thank you. So was there ever like a moment um, in your life or in your career that um, was kind of pivotal, like something that, you know, maybe like brought you down or like something that was like pushed you forward? Um, Is there like a distinct moment?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there have been a lot of them. I feel like I'm someone who in some ways has lived so many different lives, but I think I think doing stand up for the first time was really for me just like this this falling into just this understanding of I know what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for so long I had been dancing around well, literally, do I want to do I want to dance, or do <laughs> I want to write and be behind the camera, and do I want to be this or that? Um, and I think there was just this magic of finding comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's funny, like I always love to make people laugh, but I don't know if I had ever. Thought of myself as a comedian. I wasn't the class clown, you know. Yeah. Like I think a lot of comedians are, or I also think that there's this fallacy that in order to be funny, you have to be deeply sad. Yeah. Um. And you I hear that a lot. Right. You hear it all the time. And mm-hmm. and when you go into a stand-up comedy club, it's, I mean, it's people who are just like getting up there and they're like, I hate everything, and you're like, Hey, where? What is funny about this? <laughs> um. And there are plenty of people who who are able to take that tragedy and make it so funny and do it so well. For me, he was, like, a generally happy person. I, I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not sad enough to be a comic, you know? Uh, and so I think when I found that there were ways to be funny without having to necessarily pull from the darkest of places mm-hmm. and to just observe the world, um, that was just really exciting for me. Do you think that your
0: background in, like, competitive skating helps you deal with, like, the ups and downs in your career?
1: For sure. I think... Skating is a solo sport. And so, again, you know, only child, solo sport. I think I'm pretty well, I'm I'm suited for something like stand-up where you're the only person on stage and you can only blame yourself if something goes wrong, uh, which can go badly. But then you also know, well, I'm the only one who can turn this around. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also been really fun to start doing some content and production work that is collaborative and and to have other people to do that with. So I'm not sure I answered the question very well right there, but no, I think think, um, a sport, you either win or you lose. And so you learn how to lose. Mm -hmm. And I think with comedy, which is more of an art form, there's a lot more gray area, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it really does feel like losing. And I think I learned from skating that if you lose this time, it doesn't mean you're gonna lose next time. It just gives you more incentive to try a little bit harder. So next time you win.
0: Totally. Um, do you have like a person in your life who is your inspiration and why?
1: Um, I mean, yes, I have like idols that Mm -hmm. like, if I look at the career of like a Mindy Kaling, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you are who I want to be when I grow up or Kristen Bell, like Mm -hmm. these, these women who are funny as hell, unapologetically feminine smart, creating work that makes you laugh, but sometimes makes you think like that to me is very clear in terms of inspiration. And this is like the corniest, hokiest thing I can say. It's my parents and, and my boyfriend, uh, Pat, they're just everything talking to them is how I get my ideas out. I say, what do you think of this? And we talk together and there's support from them and, and they are also good at what they do that I'm like, okay, well, I want to be good at what I do because you guys, you know, my parents, you, you were good at what you did and, and you gave me the opportunity. And, and similarly with my boyfriend, it's like, okay, you're good at what you do. I want to be good at what I do so that we can be good at it together and, and create something together. So... Yeah, it's it's so corny, but it's the truth.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. It's good to have a support system when you're like putting yourself out there and like taking chances in your career. So essential.
1: And, you know, I I was saying earlier, you know, like comedy in some ways, you're writing it for yourself and and you're the person putting it out there. But having people that you can go to and say, is this funny? And, you know, they're going to tell you if it's not. is so important. Do you run it by them before you post? I mean, not every time, but (laughs) if there's something that I'm like, I don't, does this work? And I'll be like, you know, what, what do you think about this? Or, you know, help me brainstorm. Um, and I do it with my friends too. Like, you know, my friends give me ideas all the time that they're like, Hey, I thought this was funny. I'm not a content creator, but like you take it and run with it. And I'm like, great. I -hmm. I love this idea. Um, and I, I take it from my followers. People post or message me all the time. They're like, You should do this or what if you did it this way and i'm like you're absolutely right like i'm not (laughs) i'm not too proud to take these ideas i i love a free idea and it's cool it just feels like things are more people are involved in the creation process even though at the end of the day like it's my face on the camera there's so many people that made that post possible
0: are you ever like nervous or wary to like post things because in comedy like i don't know
1: yeah comedy is a little scary because a lot of things that people you're, can take things the wrong way, right? People take things the wrong way all the time, <laughs> um, especially because in comedy, what you're saying is tongue-in-cheek. You know, sometimes I'm play when I'm in this Connecticut world, I play someone who's so tone deaf and yeah. so elitist and just like doesn't realize it. And people will be people think that that's me, and I I surely hope it's not, you know. <laughs> and and so I'm like, wait, that's not what I think. Or sometimes people will say that by making fun of something. I'm bullying, like someone yeah. once called me out for bullying people with food sensitivities. And I'm like, well, I have more food sensitivities than anyone, so I'm just making fun of myself here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do an Italian character that's based off of my family. We're Italian. Uh, and so it's, I think of it as like a love ode to all of the holidays with all of my relatives. And sometimes people are like, why do you think it's okay to make fun of Italian Americans? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't think it's okay. This this to me is celebrating and poking at what's funny. right? but
0: so it's hard to like navigate i feel like yeah
1: yeah it can be i i try not to respond for the most part i only respond i've sort of made it a rule that i'll only respond to positive comments Mm -hmm. unless i feel something really needs to be cleared up right um but yeah it can be it can be scary to put something out there and and, you know of course there's always are people going to think this isn't funny that would just Suck, yeah. (laughs) But what what would be worse is, are people gonna take this the wrong way? I'm not a mean spirited comic. I I'd never want to be, even when I'm poking fun at people. They're people that I know and love. People that I've been. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I never would want to do something that would be considered mean, and I never want to call out any one person or thing specifically. So you know, sometimes I'm I'm afraid that if I say something, it might be taken as. Oh, are you making fun of Dunkin' Donuts? Because I use them so much in my yeah. Boston. And I'm like, no, nobody loves Dunkin' Donuts more than me. Mm-hmm. So I just trying to make sure that everything is taken in the context of comedy mm-hmm. is just important to me. And, and sometimes it, it it isn't. and
0: It is what it is. Like you can't exactly. like
1: please everyone all the time. No, you can't. And that's, I think that's the first thing you learn when you start doing social content or putting yourself out there. I mean, you must know this too. Like people are going to get mad at what you're doing. Yeah. And I think when you're in a smaller context, right, when you're just talking to your friends or your family or like your circles, your peers, you do feel like you can please everyone, which you still can't, but it feels possible. And once you start having the world at large being your audience, you're like, some people aren't going to like it. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: Right. So what type of jewelry essentials would a Connecticut girl need?
1: I mean, a Connecticut girl is nothing without her pearls, right? (laughs) Um, Or her like silver pearls. I don't even know what those would be called. Um, A tennis bracelet, Mm -hmm. need a tennis bracelet. Beautiful engagement and wedding ring. Probably her prep school signet ring. Yes. (laughs) You need that. Um, It's funny, I I do switch out my jewelry a lot for Mm -hmm. my characters and I always, I have my signet ring. It's not my Loomis one, but it's just an S. And I always put it on, and people always comment on it. Really? They're always like, "Oh, the signet ring is so Connecticut." And I'm like, "I didn't think anyone would look at my ring." You know yeah. what I mean in this video? But well, it's uh, good. It's all about the details. Exactly. God <laughs> is in the details.
0: Amazing. Well. Thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you like wanted to chat No, this was awesome.
1: Yeah, so much fun.
0: Tell everyone like where they should follow you, keep up with your content, your career, all that good stuff.
1: For sure. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at ShannonFiedler13. Uh, and then I also post on my Instagram where I'll be performing around the city. Uh, so if you live in New York, come see me do stand up, and we'll have a I good time. Love, I want to see you do stand up. For then sure. So much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: What a great conversation. Head to our TikTok to view the beautiful rings Shannon and I played with and let us know which one is your favorite.